0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to another disgruntled episode of Panthers Anonymous where we all talk about our issues and our <laughs> feelings as Panthers fans that drive us to just horrible tendencies because that's what the team does. It it feels like uh it feels like being a part of a support group having to talk to other Panthers fans except for on Twitter where they're all, you know, going at each other. But regardless, um I don't even have I don't even have words for this. I would like to hear from everybody because we're only a week removed. We're only a week removed from Terry Bradshaw saying this was our best quarterback ever. We're two weeks removed from Tyler saying that this is our new franchise quarterback, and we're and we're you know three four week a month removed from when I thought we were a playoff capable team. So I'd like to hear what y'all's comments, concerns, and questions are from this, if you can call it a game against the Eagles. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, the same issues that we've had for the last, for the past season. Are still are still prevalent. Um, we don't know how to coach in the second half. And I mean in this game I don't think we knew we fig- we didn't figure out how to how to really structure that offense for the for an entire game. I mean I was I was very puzzled with what we were trying to do, you know, what what we were trying to establish. Sam Darnold looked much like the guy that we got out of New York like I, nothing seen and all off the lines bad of course we 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 all do that, but Sam on some of these picks, man I, it's just it's mind boggling i mean to some of the missed throws were just kind of' it, it, it's it's you know you know we'll be, we'll be back in the corner market next year you know say it's a, it's, a, it's a, same deal at
0: at this rate i mean i' will hold my I'll hold my thoughts and and relate to to Tyler
2: yeah um so, Which holds
0: spot. Also happy to have you back, Tyler. Happy to have all four of us back for what is just sure to wow. be a just horrendously ranting episode.
2: Yeah, of all the times all four of us could have gone on, it was a, so, <laughs> an, a depressing week. Um, but yeah, uh, tough one today. Um, you see, you saw some highs, you saw some flashes of potential, but it's almost like one of those games where we just didn't do anything. It's like. All right, just do something. Do something, and it, it just nothing happens, and nobody does anything. And um, especially in going in the second half, looking for somebody to step up, we were, you know, sailing through that that second half with that close lead. Um, just thinking that we had it in the bag, and then we sailed through and uh, ended up getting scored on and not being able to finish. So it was uh, it was a tough one, but um, but yeah, we'll definitely get into this. Uh, you know. Player specific thoughts, but definitely just overall from a team standpoint, um, a tough one. And it was just, you know, waiting for somebody to do something and nobody stepped up to the plate when the time was there.
3: Well, I'll go. uh, I'm sure we'll break everything down a little bit more. And I I agree with you guys to a point.
2: Um, You know,
3: I'm putting this on the coaching. I I, I just I really am. You know, um, we can talk about Sam's performance and the offensive line and all that but when you're five games in and you've only scored seven points in the third quarter, and I don't know where you've been outscored. I know it may be 30 to seven or 34 to seven or something like that. Um, you've got to come out and, and show you've made adjustments. You've got to come out and not play the same ball game you've been playing. And it seems like if all of a sudden the Panthers mentality is, look, we got a score lead or we got a two score lead. We're good to go. You know, and next thing you know, it's a one-score game or a field goal or something, or it's tied. That that's that that that's poor coaching. That that to me, and I'm I, listen. You know, Joe Brady and Phil Snow and all. Listen, Matt Rule. I I don't know what to think about him right now. I you know I, I I I he does I I can't figure it out. Um, and I'm sure we'll go a lot more you know into all this, but right now to me, um, and I would like to I'll throw my support when we talk about it. I'll I. I'll throw my support to Sam um, because I watched a lot of NFL today um, and we can talk about it uh, unless you want me to just go ahead and, and, and throw my two cents well, out.
0: Well, so here was, here's what, well, first off, I think uh, it was Jeremy Igo, mm-hmm. you know, he runs uh, the Roaring Riot he helps all that. And he had some interest to say, he was saying that this rule team has not advanced at all as a coaching staff. They have not made any positive gains. And he said rules, honestly, at this point on the hot seat, because I mean, and I, I think it's a, a little premature to say, because you, I mean, again, that's a two-year period he's not even made it through year two yet so I, I think that that's a little bit premature but my concern and it's always been our concern and I it still baffles me when I hear the talks of you know his head coach capability I mean is this the same Joe Brady that coached LSU to a 42 to 25 victory over Clemson like where they were it was a shootout but then they had the upper hand and they didn't stop they put their feet on they put their foot on Clemson's throat and ended the game. Joe Brady, we talk, he can't, he's not coached an offensive game completely since getting this job. He has not finished out a game offensively, whether it's continuing to like I don't know what it is about him in the in the first half. I don't know what happens at halftime. I would love to be a fly on the wall for the halftime meetings to see what goes on because we had a a double we had a double digit, you know, uh, lead over, over the Eagles today. And we blew it's like the fifth time. I think we've done it almost every every game this season. Where we've led in the half, and then have started. Even the Cowboys game, we were leading in the half, going into half, and then third quarter. I, I don't know what it is about the third quarter with us. I do not understand it, and it's concerning me. I mean, it's the same play calls, the same idiotic. Why do you think you could run it up the tackles when that clearly hasn't worked at any point? I don't. You know, it's just. Right, let me so let me read this real quick, and then I'll let y'all get into it. These were the defense. These were the defensive dr- or our defensive drives, and what they led to. Three and out for the Eagles, a field goal. Three and out for the Eagles, Sam throws a pick. Four plays and negative two yards for the Eagles amounts to a field goal. We finally get a touchdown. Then they get a bit of a longer drive. They punt, we punt, they punt, we punt. They punt again. Three plays, negative nine yards, a field goal. We get a safety. We get a safety, which we'll talk about that again. We punt it away. They get a field goal. We punt it away. We get a fumble. We recover fumble. Three plays, two yards. They we they throw a pick. We throw a pick. I'm going. To, this is the entire. I'm in the second half now. Eagles drive off that pick. Three plays, negative eight yards. We punt. They score a touchdown. We get a field goal. They turn over the ball on downs. We get a block punt. That's not necessarily on the offense. They score a touchdown. We throw a pick. That was the offense. That was the drive by drive breakdown of the entire game. Do you see a pattern here? Do you see a cause for concern? The lack of points that we were able to accumulate off of turnovers and three and outs. Almost every drive I just read from the Eagles was either a three and out or a turnover.
1: Yeah, their only scoring possessions mostly came off of our mistakes. The block punt, uh, obviously the the field goal that came off the off of the interception in the first quarter. I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, okay, but uh, like to, to the first interception, you're backed up into your own red zone. Why throw it in the, it, DJ, was, DJ was never open on his route, on on, on this take. Now, I'll get, no, okay,
0: he was open for a, a millisecond, nowhere near where he should have put track because the safety was cracking down on that route. He had beat the cornerback, but that safety was either going to hit the crap out of DJ or he was going to. Either jump the route, you know, like DJ might have had a chance to catch it, but it was not going to end well for DJ. I, I agree with you. I, I think he was open for a second, and I see Sam's thought process, but he's not getting the, like. At but all, even all.
1: But, but even that position on the field, why no, Why yeah. throw that pass? You know what I'm saying? You are you already backed up. Why well, get you gave him a short field? Your defense did what it defense did what they could. Got you a stop. Dante Jackson had a phenomenal day today, and, and and for all intents and purposes, I mean, he would be the player of the week. You know for. Overall in the league this week, had they won this game because of how well he played, you I know, mean, forcing no. the punt against Devontae Smith, getting the interception. I mean, he, I mean, he made a lot. He made a lot of plays. He made a lot of plays today that warranted him being, you know, you know, being praised. But I mean, that defense as a whole. I mean, you look. he's the thing: you can't play defense for an entire game where your offense produces nothing, and they're giving you bad field position. They're, I mean, they keep putting you in bad spots, and eventually. And, and 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 eventually you let a team a, a bad team hang around. And what happens with bad teams when when you when you let them hang around, you let them believe. takes is one play. And it was a block point shifted the entire game because I mean special teams plays obviously shift shift the tide of games a lot. They can, can shift it in a, in a dramatic fashion, and that's exactly what happened.
0: No, I agree with you, and I think that, I mean we spoke we 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 spoke it into existence. You know when we were talking about them drafting JC, we were hoping that the competition would create growth and it would create, you know, development in Dante. And I think Dante is playing like he wants to be cornerback number one. Tyler, what did you see out of the, uh, you know, the defensive back group today?
2: Yeah. So defensive back group, the corners, especially um, you know, a lot of new faces coming in, a lot of noise around our DBs, um, especially in the last two weeks. Obviously, trading for Stefan Gilmore, trading for CJ Henderson. Um, it brings a lot of noise. A lot of people see that, get really excited. And we do have a great group of guys, but. Um, it's not the same without Horn. It's not the same without Horn there. He's the guy. He's our guy going forward. And um, to not have him this week and then the past week against Dallas, you could really feel that, Um, especially he's a guy, um, you know, not having Gilmore this week. He's a guy that can really play inside and nickel and us feel good about it. Um, The other guys were still kind of waiting for somebody else to step up. But um, early on in the year before Horn got hurt, being able to move him inside did a lot for our defense. Um, and now that he's out, it's, a, you know, it leaves a hole. Uh, still think that uh, the other safety spot um, next to Jeremy Chan is going to be a need. Uh, we, we, you know, Kenny, uh, Justin Burris and all them, he uh, being out, but they've started to develop and those are definitely our guys, Sam Franklin. Those are definitely guys that we like and we want to develop. Um, it just it's the, the development process with those guys aren't isn't going as you would hope it's not accelerating and uh, not being guys that have really stepped up, you know, without Shaq Thompson um, I think that hurts the secondary as well. With lack of communication, we don't have that leader in the back end that can really step up and take control like Shaq can um, being at the linebacker spot and being able to communicate for the rest of the defense. So I think just, you know, young group there wasn't like a a true leader out there in the back end and we're still trying to get things figured out back there with that horn so um it's going to be really interesting to see in the next coming weeks um as it rounds itself out but uh you know it could have been better today um but you see the flashes there
0: i will say i mean at least to 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 some positive point i thought aj showed up and showed out i think i mean i felt very confident like if it was him Dante and and JC and then you still have you know where and then Gilmore and Henderson fill in wherever I know Henderson didn't really do anything today I don't even know if he touched the field I, I have no clue I didn't see or hear anything he from played. him um, yeah, yeah. I don't know you know it, it's it's almost like it's too many cooks in the kitchen and part of me I, I'm tr- <laughs> I'm not saying anything against Fitterer. part of me would have almost been interested if we to see if we had shopped uh, Jalen Smith a little bit more because at linebacker, you know, we've got good guys and good pieces, but I mean, you could always, and I don't know what his issues were, you know, in, in Dallas, whether if there's a reason why they let go of him the way that they did. But for me, at least for Fitter, I think, you know, he's done it. I mean, Hassan Redick has has shown to be just an absolute robbery to be able to get him the way we did. He has came in and made an immediate impact and a consistent impact. So having Redick, having AJ, I mean, the the signings that, scott is making there were people there were people tweeting like scott could run for mayor in this in this city and he would win without it without a doubt i just need him to put some of that use to offensive linemen and i know jeff you had you had something to say before we had to talk about offensive linemen again
3: well no and i mean that that's the point i was going to make listen you can do whatever you want and and you know listen he's done a good job on one side of the ball but a good gm takes care of everything and right now, no, right now, you know, that offense is not clicking. That offensive line's horrible. So when you've gone out and you've gotten, you know, all the guys you're getting, and now you go get Slaughter Goodmore and everybody just, you know, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It just is great, but you still gave up 21 points and lost to the Eagles.
0: It's like putting, it's like you have a wobbly chair. You put the things under it to, to level the chair, but you, you know, got you got one leg missing because you haven't done anything you, to fix the and, other leg.
3: And, and you said, you know, you're going to end up with, you know, how many cooks are you going to have in the kitchen? Uh, you know, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. I mean, he's done, listen, he's done, he's made more trades than I think anybody ever remotely has with the Panther organization. Oh, far, far and away. But, you know, you need to start turning your attention to looking out there to see what is out there all, you know, ol ol wise and, 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 and because listen, you've got a guy who's, of uh, course, see, he's, I don't know how gimpy he Are you, are you really going to, you know, I mean, you got to keep him healthy. And let see. So, so,
0: first off, Jeff, um, and because you've, albeit, be, oh, Jeff is leaving. Be, so, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be. I said, Jeff, albeit begrudgingly, has paid a, you know, considerable amount of attention to the Seahawks and especially during Fitterer's time there. And if we think about the Seahawks as a team, Fitter obviously helped to get all those defensive backs, but what was the one thing that he let go of? And 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 as an organization, they did not they did not do so well as a front office and that is and that is acquiring and keeping solid offensive linemen. No. Um and so is that is that a red flag for you?
3: It's it's a huge red flag. I mean, it, it's a hu- listen, you've taken probably one of the best quarterbacks to play the game and put him in jeopardy every single week. Are you? Talk, we're talking. Are you? Are you talking about Russell Wilson? We're talking about. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. Oh,
0: I really. Yeah, it yeah. I, I knew to was true. I, true. I, I knew you were talking about Wilson. I thought yeah. he was talking about Cam in the past.
3: No, no. Let,
0: I thought um, I was shocked.
3: No, no, no. You know. I'm no, just, you're right. I, I'm talking about. You know, you you took a, you know a, a great quarterback who's done a, you know made chicken soup out of you know what. Um, and, and it's just, uh, and, and Sam. I, let me just put it out there real quick before I lo- before I lose the train of thought or whatever. Listen. Sam had a bad game. Yes, I get it. But when you can't set your feet, when you're running for your life, bad things happen. I've seen Tom Brady where people have beaten Tom Brady because the offensive line doesn't do their jobs and they get happy feet. You want to beat Tom Brady, you get him you know, dancing around in the pocket or outside, you know what I'm getting at. So, you know, while Sam had a, you know, and, and some of his throws, I think, you know, were, were bad today and stuff like that. I'm not going to put it all on him because – that line, you got to be better. you got to give him time to throw the football. And even the couple of ones that I saw where he threw the interceptions, the pocket was collapsing, or he was, you know, getting outside whatever. So back to his and stuff. Listen, he's done great things on one side of the ball, but if you're going to keep Carolina fans happy, and if we're going to make this move, and don't get Darnold, you know, killed and CMC wasting the best hear, best time of his life. Get it together.
0: I was like, a CMC is not even my main concern. It's you. You mentioned it, Jeff. I mean, he's not. He's not Cam Darnold. Like we like. People don't understand how bad our how like, that's what really in my mind like shows how good cam was because our offensive line has been trash since 20, since, since we've had him for the most, I mean, since we lost gross, it's been on an absolute decline. And like we've said, in cam's tenure here, he had six different left tackles. That's just the starters who started the season off. That's not even mentioning the ones that filled it in, in between. And I mean, like Cam was able to do what he was doing because he's Cam. And you can get guys like that. Russell Wilson can do it for so long because they're just that good. Sam's never going to be that guy. It, like, Shanti, you meant, you know, you're, we're going to be shopping for a quarterback. I don't think that's the best idea. I think Sam could be really good. I think, I mean, we've seen it clearly in, in, the, in the few instances he's had in the season, the few bursts. Now, albeit they might not have been playing the best defenses in the world, the best pass rushes. But if you don't like, if you don't build a, a solid offensive line, it is not going to matter who. You, and if we've said this. I said this with Teddy when we were talking about drafting a rookie. Look at Jalen Hurts; he's still been running around the or even Fields. Fields has had barely any time to perform because of the line they have around him. It, it does not matter who you have back there if they don't have the time to get comfortable and get their feet set. They're gonna
1: they're gonna throw errant passes, and not everyone's getting. But the thing about Sam is that those picks, there was no pressure on those picks. I no, wanna... no, hey, no. Hey, the one hey, in the what red zone. Really, <laughs> what,
0: the pocket I, 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 was collapsing in on him. I'm saying he definitely should like. That's the thing the last, with him though.
1: The, the, the last pick he threw. Last the last pick he threw. Where was the pressure? Okay, the last. I'm like,
0: but that's his but, that uh, his hey, mindset hey. is to make
1: that play. He needs hey, to be the superhero. But, but, but hey, this is his thing. Uh, look, you, you know, when it comes down to some of those some some of the things that Sam struggled with, it, it is on the offensive line. But those picks, nobody's making you throw. Nobody's making you stare down your receiver on a on a, on a first and twenty. And telling you to throw that pick, oh. I'm telling you right now. Hey, and, and, and the and the defense, the, the the guy that Stephen Nelson that picked that pass out, he, he said they've been running that same route and formation the entire game. I just I just sat on it, I just he, he stared it down. I sat on it. So I mean, that, that, that's on, that's on your quarterback. You got like, like at no point during during that play did he manipulate anything or look anywhere else other than to look dead look dead at Robbie. His lack of development as a quarterback it, it is is partially on part of the coaching staff he had in New York. But at some point, when does he when is he progress and become a better quarterback? Like I I don't know if he's a better quarterback right now. I just I just know he has better weapons right now than he had in New York. But then also, why we,
0: like why well, are we running that that route? Why are we running that route formation that many times in a game to the point where the I mean, like this isn't well, this back, isn't back, you back know to
1: coaching too.
0: You know, as I'm saying, so like this isn't you know an all star you know safety back there. If he's able to notice that they're running that exact same thing. That many times in the game. That's because uh, I don't want to coddle Sam. I don't. But like, you gotta like. There's certain quarterbacks you gotta work with, and I think Sam, like, he's not going to be a guy that's going to play above the talent around him. He's going to play better because of the talent around him. I don't know if that's necessarily better or worse, but it's just I think that if you keep trying to like, I, there's no there's no one that I think we could draft, especially in this upcoming draft class. There is no. I mean, there's no one that we could put you know. back there that could even do anything. But I'm just saying, like, family? yeah, okay. it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to coddle him. And I look at, I'm not giving him any slack for throwing some of those because you're right. That's not how you develop it. But, but when you are, look at you're at your, you're at your home, you're, you're, you know, at a new, at a new, you're at a new place You and the crowds are actually been packed. Now they're actually coming to these games, which is surprising to me. And you're you've been told all this stuff, you know, like how much how good this team can be. You're t- people are Terry Bradshaw is telling everybody that you're going to be their best quarterback. I'm just trying to think into his mind, you know. He ha- there people are questioning why he hasn't gone to Robbie. I'm sure Robbie is questioning why he's not getting the ball. I, I'm not giving him the excuse to force it downfield like that. But there you're in a game crunch scenario. You're trying to. He, I'm not saying you should ever force something because that's been the problem with Teddy. It was a problem with Ryan Tannehill. It it can it it cripples good quarterbacks but when you couple that with not having, you know, when you know you've got a new left tackle there, albeit he's a great offensive lineman but he's new in that position and you've got a rookie on the right side playing starting his first game, which I don't know why they went fuel to fire of going, "Hey, you haven't played in a game yet. Let's throw you right into right tackle." I understand you drafted him that early, but like
1: a lot of the issues that the issues aren't just aren't just on seven. I don't want it to be confused. No. It, it, it's all whole, it's wholesale issues from, from top to bottom. I mean, Matt rule. I heard, I heard, I saw, I saw this, I saw this today. Somebody, I mean, somebody said, Matt rules, he's just a personnel guy that gets the, that, that that has a culture building brand, but doesn't necessarily do anything well on either side of the football. Like what, Hey, right now, what, what can you tell me, but what, what's Matt Rule's specialty right now? On what side of the ball do you think Matt rule probably has his, his, his hands on the most? couldn't tell you and don't know what and we, he and, and i think that plays a part into the lack of halftime justice i don't i mean it's not that I, I don't think i think they know very well what they what they don't do well i don't think i don't think he's capable i, I think most of those college guys and i said i said about urban meyer too and it's it's true over there as, as well they're not strategies they, they bro it's it's so easy i don't say it's easy but i mean play play. They, they, they 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 recruit guys that's why they're great that's why they great at personnel they just go recruit guys you can go get your you can go Get your guys in college. You 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 start drafting whoever's available in, in in the NFL. I mean he's he has players now, but I mean you you didn't spend any money. I mean we and we, we all look we all look dumbfounded in, in the offseason when we spent when we spent money on Cam Irving and Pat Elfline. We said and we all sit there and say, hey, this is not gonna go well. And it, and look and look, it's not going well. So it's no surprise. I mean I when I put him to be seven and ten. No surprise because Sam Darnold is exactly who we thought he was. He's a guy that is not going to elevate talent. He's going to be as good as the talent around him, and the offensive line didn't improve. So I mean, this is really to be expected. I mean, the, the a boneheaded loss like this is to be expected from a team that really didn't improve their biggest weakness of last year.
0: Touching on what, on what Sean said, Tyler, we talked about this, and we were con- our concern is, and I don't know if it's more conspiracy theory or concern. But we've seen this pattern of, especially on defense and even somewhat so on offense of the Panthers organization in the last year and a half, picking these guys that are positionless, that are athletic, that can fly around, not necessarily ones that are grounded in technique in the positions they play and are experts at the position they play. And part of my concern is that do they do that because they don't have the ability to coach any more technique into these guys. They don't have the know-how to do so. So they just go, look, we're going to – like like Shanti said, we're going to plug and play. We're going to create a positionless team so that they can just kind of go wherever. Is that something that you think might have any validity? And then is that – yeah, what what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, that's one possibility. I think the other would be the polar opposite, that they um, have a lot of faith in themselves to – you know, take these guys that aren't, you know, technically sound, but have all the traits in the world and to turn them into something. So um, to your point, I could see that 100% where they, um, you know, you know, want to kind of go the shortcut. But um, I think as 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 a as Matt Rule, somebody that's rose up the ranks pretty quick, turning the Baylor program around, Joe Brady, um, a young coach, you know, rising up the ranks, I think that those guys, you know, for better or worse got a lot of faith in themselves i think that you know they're confident what they do they you know that they're the you know they're the guys at the top of the business right now that have really came came to the spotlight pretty fast so um you know i see it as you know we they have a lot of faith in themselves as coaches and think that they can they can uh, you know take these balls of clay and mold them into something that we can use um on a week-to-week base, basis and really turn these athletic you know freaks into you know technically sound players so um you know there's always a balance if you want guys that are you know sound in what they do and um can lead the room and you know act as a coach for the younger guys, which, um, you know, us being the youngest team in the NFL right now is, you know, a little bit difficult for us to do to have these position group leaders. Um, but uh, I, I do think you need to have that that balance between athleticism on, on your field and then uh, guys that, you know, are smart in what they do and, uh, you know, technically sound. I mean, I agree with you. but. Look, faith is all nice and good, but at some point you're just talking to a
0: tree while you're on your knees. Like you need to be able to back it up and actually, you know, show that you are sure. doing what you're saying that you can do. Now, I want to talk to you about the, the, you know, the decision to move Taylor over to the left today and put Christensen starting him on the right with Irving being out. Is that? I mean, putting Christensen in that in that situation, what was your thought process?
2: Um, in a short in a short term uh, view it was not a it wasn't the best move for this game in a long term view it's what had to be done it, it that's what is going to be our best offensive line in the next in that the, Next year, the year after, and in the future, then our best offensive line is going to be with Moan at left tackle and Brady Christensen at right tackle. Um, right now, it's going to ha- there's going to be some warts. There's going to be some growing pains going through that. But um, in the future, it's going to it's it's going to have to happen. I think Christensen's going to be best at right tackle. Um, you know, he he can play guard, but I, I think I think we got to try him at tackle. Um, it's hard to find tackles in this league, and we got uh, you know young, um, you know historically athletic tackle and brady christensen who um, is tough and we we need to find a way to get him on the field so i think you know cam irving being out um this really opened the door for someone like christensen um to get in i don't think he's a left tackle and you know Moen, you know making the move no matter how good he is at right tackle making that move to left tackle there's going to be some you know growing pains and just playing with you know different your you're you're striking with your different hand, you're your kick your kicks with your different feet. So it's it's going to take an adjustment, but I think it's what needed to be done for the future.
3: I wholeheartedly agree. I think I go ahead. I think I think with, you know, Christian, you got to do something. You got to try. And at this point, what do you got to lose? Um uh, I mean, the guy's athletic. He's, you know, he can he can move and you know, put him where you think he's going to work and let him let him let him acclimate it and see what happens. Yeah, you get yet, you, you got nothing to lose right now with the offensive line. Throw whatever you want to throw, do
1: however you want to do it, and just try. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't upset with with putting Brady Christensen at, at, at right tackle. I mean, that's what everybody seemed to think. He more mostly at a guard, and and I mean, the easiest transition for him to, from from guard would be to go to right tackle. Don't put him out there on that island with 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 the best pass rushers of the opposing team. I think you know you just got to let Taylor Moten. You know you pay him you paid him the big dollars. You know what I'm saying so. You know you just got to be able to live with the fact that he's gonna have to adjust. And I mean, if he's getting paid as much, I mean, he he would be the guy that needs to take that needs to take that that that, that leap into into playing the left side. So I'm, I wasn't I wasn't upset. I wasn't upset at that. At all. I'm actually I'm happy that they're that that we're playing the younger guys. Hopefully we don't revert back to whenever Cam Irving gets healthy, whenever Pat Elflein's healthy again. I hope hopefully they just stay where they're at. Hopefully they just stay on the bench and just let the young guys. I mean, just I'd rather go through growing pains with the younger guys than watch veterans keep making senseless mistakes. Yep.
0: Yes, I would try your hand. Like, you know, I mean, I think Daly's always been a journeyman for us. He's always been, you know, able to, you know, at least be serviceable. But I think he has a lot of upside. And also, I mean, I would be okay with moving him at, at a guard spot and then also trying to throw in Brown there. I mean, if you're going to experiment, damn, experiment. Like, you know, get Brown in there is huge. At the very least, he's going to plug up the hole in, in, in a good way. So I just – it's concerning because, like I said, I, I just – I don't know – why they are so against being able to, you know, actually do something manageable for their offensive line and make those dedicated moves. And it seems like something we've never been one to do. And it seems like such a glaringly obvious thing that obviously needs to be fixed because with the way our offense is, I mean, we should be, we should be putting up 300 yards of offense. At least we should be putting up. I mean, there was a point it could have been 20 to nothing today. I'll say, you know, the, the fumble drill, fumble recovery drills all week. Yeah. First thing, first thing in practice. I don't know how you get that many people to get their hands on the ball, and because I mean, if they get that touchdown, it's a whole different game. Then the uh, then the Eagles are playing to tie; they're not playing to win. And
1: no, not only, not only would it have been a different game. But imagine if you score after the safety when you exactly. got the ball, <laughs> and, even that you got a great field position.
3: Like, and it just becomes. I mean, let, let's you know talk about the elephant in the room. I mean you're missing your best player on offense but see I don't think you know, whether, hold on, but hold on you're missing your best player on offense if CMC is in last week or today are we even looking at two losses
1: probably not this week but last right. week, last, last week we I agree, yeah. last me, week, I agree.
3: But, but today at home against Philly you lose by three and listen I gotta listen I'll give Hubbard. you know I'll give Chubb, whatever I'll give him credit he ran hard I think he had like 70 80 yards. Um, you know, he yeah. ran the ball hard, yeah. uh, but but I mean, the elephant in the room is this team is an average offense without CMC. They're, they're just yeah. an
1: average vanilla plain yeah. offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the scary part. I mean, that's been my biggest issue since uh, we've gotten this new coaching staff. Is that we we haven't evolved this offense to the point where it can where it's sustainable without Christian McCaffrey on the field, right. and that's that's just not the basis of a good. It's not it's not, it's not the basis of an offense that's going to win a championship. It's, just it's not, not. like It's just teams don't teams don't revolve offenses around running backs and, and win championships in this league. It just doesn't happen.
0: I mean, and you see, and like, or even like, I understand the best player thing, but like, look at, I mean, look at. I mean, I know the Saints were playing, um, but who are they playing? I'm gonna remember.
1: Washington. Uh, Washington, Washington.
0: But I mean, look. I mean, look what they did today without Michael Thomas. Look at, them at you know insane passing touchdowns that they were able to put together with Jameis Winston and the you know cluster of receivers that he has. I mean, you look at you look at some of those, or like, or even like, you know, what the Bucks have been doing. I mean, they were able to put some guys together. Mike Evans not being on the field isn't the biggest thing for them. Even hell, even the Titans, if AJ Brown or Julio's not in, they're still able to push through. They're still able to make something happen. Like I,
3: not I the Jets. <laughs> not well, no, against not against the Jets, 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 but
0: I mean, hey, I guess took down Trevor Lawrence. That's all I, right. I, I care about. But I just, it's what well, we like. That was our problem last year. Is that once McCaffrey went down everything went haywire, everything. And we had the same pieces. That's the, I mean, other than Samuel, we lost Samuel. And that's, you know, I, I want, and Shanti, we can talk about this Well, I Why is, why is Shai Smith, like, I, what are they waiting for? I understand. Like, I know we're expecting a lot from, the, from when he was picked, but from how highly they spoke of him and how much they put praise on him and how, what we saw in the
1: preseason, the minute he's healthy, why is he not back on the field? You know, I can I can't. Is it, thing when, when you when you run out formations with Taylor Erickson and Brandon Zilstra on the field, what exactly who exactly are you threatening when you put those two on the field at the same time with no? I mean, you you they put they put those two out there with no Robbie, no DJ, or anything. They, I don't I don't understand. Like I mean, the Zilstra at this point, I mean he's he's a good blocking receiver. That's a really and 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 you notice when they when he's in the game, there's a run. It's use it's usually in run formations. It, it usually is no. He doesn't. I mean, I, that's the only way I can see Zilstra. That, that's probably the biggest reason Zilstra still is getting game day reps, overshots because he cause he is a true bo- blocking receiver. Erickson at least has some return value, so I can understand him being there as well. But I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine leaving a guy that is that showed in, in in the preseason the potential to be able to make explosive plays for an offense that right now is struggling to. To, to generate those explosive plays without Christian McCaffrey, I would think that you would. I would think he would help what you've been what you've been lacking as far as like just getting easy completions, getting right in the jet sweeps. Because I the thing. I don't want to use DJ more in that type in that type of game. And, no. and that, why and are that, we and using? Why why is he returning kicks? Why is he returning punts? I don't like. I don't know. I mean, that's that's your best receiver. He's he, he's returning kicks and running and running in the rounds. I mean, I mean, we used to do it with Steve Smith, but hey, look, they, look, these guys aren't built like. Him, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it's just different. I mean, right now, I don't, I don't know. I, it's a very, it's a, it's a very much a lack of creativity with that offense, man. I, I just haven't seen anything that just this like I've I'm been imp- I've been impressed with with this exactly. offense since McCaffrey's been out.
0: And like they say, defense was champ wins championships. Well, offense gets you there. Offense is going to get you to those championships. And with our offense now, I'm not we're not hanging with anybody. I like we're we're not gonna hang with anybody. And it's concerned now. The one thing I will say to Joe Brady's credit. He's found a way to use tight ends. He made Ian Thomas look serviceable today, and he got Tommy Tremble a touchdown, albeit it was our only touchdown of the day. But I'm sure Tyler was happy to see it. But, I mean, he is finding a way to use tight ends, and I think that shows at least a little bit of growth and understanding from, from him as a coordinator.
2: Yeah, 100%. Uh, Tommy Tremble got his first touchdown, like you said. And um, it's been interesting to see since Darnell, or Darnell, Dan Arnold uh, was traded. Yeah, I'm just getting to say that. <laughs> it's uh, the uh, the uh, usage between Ian Thomas and Tr- Tommy Tremble. Um, you know the splits. I, I don't know the numbers on uh, the amount of snaps played. Uh, you know Ian Thomas more time in the league. You know tight ends one of those spots where it takes longer to develop. But uh, you know I'm really excited about Tommy Tremble. And um, you know it, it, when we traded Ar- Arnold, it was a uh, it was a, you know and opening the door of Tommy, and that was another. Pro of that trade so um you know that tight ends have not been a big part of his offense but um, you almost have to use tommy tremble now as a blocker and uh you know an an athlete so um finding ways to get these guys going like terrace marshall like i really want to see him you know you know you know think about getting these guys the ball have like a robbie anderson tracker like hey have somebody telling joe Brady, hey robbie anderson has zero touches and it's you know, you know, we're three quarters into the game. We got to get them the ball. Like, have ways to get the ball into these guys' hands when when they need the ball. You we, we need to get the ball to your difference, Milkers.
3: But, hey, I just, address, can I address Chai Smith real quick? Yeah. Um, and, and, and listen, we, you know, being Gamecocks and stuff like that, we, we watched him play and stuff like that. He was never the coolest customer in terms of keeping his head on straight. He had some issues, and hold on. He had some issues. In no, terms no, I'm, I'm just stretching. You know, he had some issues in terms of um, you know, kind of showing some you know emotion and anger and stuff like that. There has been talk here in Charlotte on local radio and stuff like that, as whether or not he is in Matt Rule's doghouse.
1: That's what I was assuming. And is there something
3: <laughs> is there something going on in practice or did something go down where and then listen, we watched him in South Carolina. We know you know what I'm getting at. He had some oh, yeah. old, you're like oh, yeah, you're right. dude, keep your head on straight and and you know. So there's been some talking. I just want to address it. I, not, it's not been proven or talked about anymore, but there have been a couple of guys on radio, um, sports radio, who've suggested, you know, is he in the doghouse? And and if so, why? But it's not been brought to the forefront. I just wanted to talk about it because we I, see who loses cool.
1: I I, I would imagine that would, that would probably be the case. And usually when somebody's in the doghouse like that or it's, it's, it's been something of that, of that nature, we usually don't get a straight answer from the coach. Matt Rule mm-hmm. and Matt Rule, being the type of guy that, well, being the guy that he's been, I don't trust too much of anything he says. I mean, I I, I saw the statement that he, that that he gave, but that 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 goes right in line with just saying, with saying what well, just keep, keep a cool front. But rule in, could be a lawyer if he wanted to. Honestly, yeah. I the concern for me is we talk. I mean, like
0: you think about the weapons we have and the guys that whose names you haven't heard in a in, in two weeks, Robbie. What Harris? Like you, you got this guy in the second round. You got this guy in the second round, and what has he amounted to in the regular season? He's had, I think, the one touchdown off the screen, week one, and that wasn't even him running a good route. It was just following his blocks.
1: He scored in week one.
0: I thought he. Well, didn't he have the, the screen touchdown?
1: That was that's the that preseason. <laughs> exactly. Early.
0: Wasn't yeah, even I mean, in the regular he, season. But that's the last. He's, I mean, he's, and that's like, I don't know what our offensive formations were running. Like I, we were running half the time when we had Arnold, we were running three tight end formations at, at times. And it's just like, I don't, it's what we talked about. It's the most like, you know, it's like having all these pieces together and you do absolutely nothing with it. I don't understand where, like, they're not even showing any flashes of trying, like not even play actions or end arounds or even like, like crossing routes. I haven't seen a post that we've ran everything that there's going to Robbie. The reason that Robbie doesn't get any touches is because they only make him run fly routes or slant routes. I don't see him anywhere else on the field. And it's just like, do some, like, I understand now that you don't have Christian McCaffrey, people aren't going to be chewing another run as much, but like, I mean, if you're going to run it that many times, at least throw a play action in there. Don't have it on a fourth and one and run it up the same freaking tackle that we always do. And it not work because we have no push to get it done it sh- it makes it's just aggravating because with the weapons you have i mean we talk about it on paper this offense is one of the fastest and could be the most dynamic offenses you have in this league and you're treating it like and you and you're treating it like you like you're the like you're the Jets and you have nobody it's just and he had and if he had these pieces at LSU think of the guys he had at LSU when they won the national championship and how he was able to coercively operate all of them you know and it's just it, i don't understand what where the fall off has been or maybe i
1: mean and maybe it just takes that much time to get adjusted but uh, I well know. i mean right now you just don't have i mean it, it means all the horses up front don't allow for a lot of things that you, that you probably want to do um the style of quarterback you have i don't actually know what Sam Donald's strengths are but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of question marks. And he has, he hasn't made it easy on himself because I mean, just, just the, from, from a standpoint of, I mean, we, we, you, all, all of these weapons, yet we can't find any type of creativity that works. That's that's that. I mean, like we, like I've seen him do some window dressing type of, type of deals, like putting DJ more in the backfield, but what's come of that? Like, why? okay, he's in the backfield. And now what? Like, okay. I mean, how, how, how are we making this operate? I mean, he's, I've seen him change up some formations, but I mean, nothing's cut, nothing's come, nothing's come of it at all. I just personally don't think he can cut it at this level. I think he's, he think he's much better suited for the college game. You know what I mean, and and it's, and it's okay for that to be the case. I mean, every it's, this game just isn't meant for everybody at this level.
0: No, I, I, I agree with you. I think he he reminds me of Chip Kelly. He he really he really does. All Chip the, Kelly actually,
1: Chip actually can coach at this level. He just he he got in his own. This guy, I don't think can coach at this level, bro. I'll be honest, I just don't. I don't see it. He's not showing me anything. Through now going on a season, some change now that that warrants me to think. Oh, yeah, he, he can he could definitely do this.
0: And that's been the, the the problem with the Panthers organization has been you know, and the times when we've needed, when when we when we've we've had talent when we had you know the cardiac cats wasn't like I mean and Jeff maybe, or Jeff and Chanty can speak to it. There wasn't a whole lot of structure with it. It was honestly just making plays. Like, you had the just unbelievable playmaking ability of Steve and of Musa Muhammad, and I think what Jake's strengths were is what Sam's strengths can be, the unpredictability of it all, the farmhouse, like, he's going to try to make a play. But that also can be his demise, like we saw with Jake. The problem is the strengths can be the weaknesses because when it works and when you're rolling on it, you can make that long bomb pass. You can make that, you know throwing off your back foot, you can make that running out and make a big play. But when it's not failing or when it's not firing on all cylinders, you're turning the ball over six times in a game or three times in a game, staring down receivers you shouldn't have stared down. Like even Robbie, he had he had Robbie on that deep ball. And I don't know if he just didn't get his feet set, if he overshot yeah, it. I don't know what that was, undershot That was it. just
1: him not getting his feet. I thought that one was, was just him not getting his feet set. And, I mean, a lot of things along football, and people really don't remember Hey, yeah, this is about it's about on what Jalen Long would do. That's what I'm saying. He, he just stayed out, out, see Smith get picked off a couple times. You know what I'm saying? You can't run. But when it was hot, when it worked, it worked. Oh yeah, when it worked, it worked. But it is different though. You know, you think about the backfields that Jaden Brown was playing with as well. Like think about Jonathan Stewart, DeAngelo Williams, Deshaun Foster, Stephen Davis. He can hand the ball off thirty times and not and probably not not to put the ball put the ball in harm's way that often this is a different NFL. You know, you got to pass the ball 30 times, at least 30 times as an NFL quarterback. And you do have to be able to take care of the football, uh, at least enough to, to be, to be able to survive in this game. So, I mean, if Sam Donald's ceiling is Jake DeLonge, then he should have played, he should have played about 15 years ago.
0: As the unfortunate measure. And then that's the thing. Like when we had Cam, we didn't need to have that offensive play calling ability. Cause Cam was just going to make plays happen up until the point where Cam couldn't do that anymore. Then we had Norb Turner and Norb was calling, an insane offense for him. And we, and we've seen it and we haven't, like as for Panthers, like we've never had that offensive play calling. That was, you know, totally unheard of. You never had that kind of stuff that you would, you would not see anywhere else because all we would do is just, you know, either run it up the middle or throw it deep. Like other than there's like a four or five year gap, non-consecutive of years where we actually put together offensive schemes.
1: The only OC I remember us having that really pushed the limits was Rob, was Rob Chiz, uh, Chiz, 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 Ziz, 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 the yeah. first OC for Ron Rivera. Yeah. He pushed the limits of the offense, and that the, those offenses were explosive. You just didn't have the horses at the time, but it's, that's the only OC I, besides Norv, of course. That's the only OC that that, that, that to me had Carolina playing a, a an offense that they looked different, and, and, and it looked like we were really pushing the bounds of what of, of what you could do. With your offenses in this game, I mean, right now it's everything. Right now, is just kind of vanilla. And honestly, like you said before, it's just very bland. Nothing, nothing, no season, no spice to this offense right now.
0: It's, and that's the problem too. Is that it's not like it's not mind-numbingly redundant or aggressive, like as at times. But like you, may, I mean, we all remember what it was like when Shula was offensive coordinator and how just atrocious that was. And it's getting, it's getting on that path. It is absolutely getting on that path to being as bad as Shula was, and I think also, you know, it's not any help that special teams isn't doing that great either. I'm sorry, Chase. I need I need to see some more. Our, our punt no, like you're giving me nothing on punt return. I mean, you get that you have they allow that blocked punt. I, I just I mean, Gonzalez did better. Gonzalez. I mean, he did. He was the more consistent. You know, considering uh, there
3: were, considering there were 13 missed extra points today.
0: In the NFL, or yeah, in the yep.
3: NFL, thirteen missed extra points.
0: So I mean, Gonzalez was you know doing it manageable, but again, I don't want to have an offense where we're just settling for field goals, and that's the problem. Is that our defense at a certain point? We've said this time, and time again. At a certain point, your defense is going to fall off. It doesn't matter how positionless or athletic or or how much depth you have. If you're consistently getting off the field in three plays after your defense just got you back on. Your defense is going to, it's going to, it's going to bend and it's going to break. And that's, that's the problem with the Panthers organization this last two years is that our defense has played, even last year, our defense has played extremely up to, they've outperformed themselves when they needed to, but after a certain point, you're not like, it it doesn't matter if it's the fourth quarter and you just, just got the offense back on the field and then you throw a pick or you go three and out, your, the morale is going to go down the, the. Urgency is going to go down. The flying to the ball is going to go down. I will say though, also Jeremy Chin looked a little bit better in coverage today. It I is better today. I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, he he wasn't making me pull my hair out.
3: So let me ask Tyler a question. Um, so everybody keeps talking about the defense, how great it was. Blah, blah. I mean, how good are they really? I mean, I'm, at the end of the day, I, here's what here's the way the conversation is now going in Queen City. You beat the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. And you had the number one D. So my question to Tyler is how good, I mean, real, I mean, now, now all of a sudden people are starting to talk now all of a sudden we're going, well, you didn't play anybody. Is that the conversation? And is it worthy to be having that conversation?
2: Yeah, it's a tough conversation to have. You know, at this point, we, um, you know, we saw the Saints do pretty well against the Packers early on in week one. And we, we expect that Saints game to be a tough one. And, you know, you know, they were rolling and moving pretty well. And then we, they came out and looked flat against us and um, you know, they really don't have an identity right now on offense. You know, the saints still going forward and, and you know, Jameis is playing like Jameis. Um, but, you know, y- there is a point to be made. There is a point to be made that we played the jets, we played the saints and, and then we played the Texans and started off. So, um, you know, what we see out there, what we've seen from the, our team, from our defense, um, it's not lying to us. So, you know, it's a fast, young group of guys. Um, Phil Snow doing a lot of cool things. Um, you know, very, you know, up until the Cowboys game, we were very sound in what we were doing, um, especially you know up front and you know, you know, manipulating run fits and being being a good tackling team. Um, but now all of a sudden, you lose a guy. Shaq Thompson goes down. J.C. Horn goes down. Um, you know, I see Shaq Thompson as a guy that, you know, going into the year, seeing that he was paid as one of the highest linebackers in the league, that wasn't something I felt great about um, from a salary cap standpoint, but now he start, he opens up the season, starts out playing great, and, um, you know, I really see him as a leader of our defense and somebody that was playing very good. Now that he goes down, you lose a leader right in the middle of that defense, um, dealing with some other, you know, injuries, but... Um, you know, the Eagles looking at today and and Dallas, like those are two pretty decent offensive lines. Um, you know, some good running backs we played and, uh, you know, coordinators and schemes that are willing to change things up a little bit to, uh, to keep you on your toes defensively. So, um, I think, I think we are a good group of guys. I think it is a good defense. I don't think it's the best defense in the league. Um, after the first three games, I think we were on pace to be the best run defense of all time. Um, that is uh, that is definitely not gonna you know withhold itself. Um, I think we're going to be solid. I think we're going to have some growing pains, um, but I think the future is bright um, on the defense. But there are going to be games where from you know more experienced offenses, more experienced offensive coordinators that are going to be able to get the best of us.
0: I just, I mean, I, I I say it again. The amount of I mean, I get it's the Eagles, so I'm not going to blow the bank out, but I mean. It, the amount of three and outs they had and they forced was insane. The, the 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 push off the ball, I mean, you know, there's there were times when we needed it and they didn't do it. You know, there's some situational times. But, again, that attrition is going to sit in. In 2015, if we had a pick and a fumble, th- that, that game was won. If we had a pick and a fumble, we were scoring off of that pick and fumble. And, I mean, the safety, I'm not going to add that in because that was just, you know, a snap going insanely high over Hurts' head. I don't know what the hell happened there, but you know I'm like our defense for the first time in a while is one that can control a game. It can and it can control a game. I'm not going to say it's the best defense ever, but it can control a game and I think that it can only get better. I think the ceiling for this defense is incredibly high when you look at the youth of it, the depth of it and having the leaders where you need to have it. I think there's still obviously obviously pieces missing in safety and in veteran leadership on every – but, I mean, you've got Jones on the line who's played a good, what, six years, I think? If yeah, I'm not six, making, seven years. Playing with Brown and Yeter and Burns. Burns is a step, a step away. The problem is I don't know what that step is to make him the superstar. I don't know where it is, and I don't know what – I just – I don't know if it's recognition, if it's just more, you know, experience. But he, he's a step. And I think we all need to have the conversation now that he's better than Chase Young. And that's been the conversation, like that's a conversation that needs to have been had, but I, and then, you know, linebacker, I mean, yes, Shaq being out definitely did hurt today, but for the most part, I mean, it wasn't atrocious up the middle. I mean, they still only give up 91 running yards passing a little bit more than more than that. But I mean, again, although a lot of those are big chunk plays and it didn't amount to anything. We have a bend, not break defense. They were in the red zone four times, scored twice. And those weren't even touchdowns. Not all of them, one of them was. But like, I just think this deep there's so much upside for this defense. And I think for the longest time, ta- like in 2015, yes, we had the best defense, but we've talked about it. Most of those guys could have been Tyler and I's father or grandfather. Like a lot of those guys. I mean, Roman Harper was playing looking like Santa Claus. Okay. That's how like we have not had a de- there's no there's no clock on this defense. For the longest time we had a clock on our defense and on our offense. There was a window and we had unfortunately missed the window. And even, you know, some guys windows reopened like Peppers and Khalil. They've reopened and we were able to keep them around a little longer. There's no window on this defense. Henderson's been in the league we've got two of the top 8 draft picks or top what was it two of the top 10?
1: You two of the top and 10. Then-
0: And then what? Three in the top ten from the last two years or something of that nature. I can't remember exactly what the what the metrics of it was, but you know what I'm saying. We've got Burns, Henderson, Dante, J.C., like Derek Brown. The defense is young, and I think again has the most competent coach pushing it, because I'm not seeing some you know the issues that we've been seeing with it, which was situational awareness and flying to the football, and that some of that basic coverage stuff. It's it's being solved. It's being solved, not overnight, I'll say. And, you know, like I said, there's still uh, linebackers. There's still, I mean, Frankie and and Jermaine Carter are doing what they, I mean, they're, they're, they're serviceable, you know, they're, they're not going to be Keekly and Shaq or Keekly and Davis. They're not going to be even Dan Morgan and John Beeson, but they're going to be, you know, what we needed to be at the time and what i like a piece to be fitting in there or maybe a draft pick down the line. Sure. would love it. But and for safety, especially, I mean, at this point, I'm considering running a. I'm trying to do the math here. Uh, I'm 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 okay with doing a five-five-one and just having one dude back there give me give me, give me or no, let me get a a five-one-five. Five. Just have five cornerbacks, Shack, and then five rushers. I'm okay with that. There's no way it can fail. Put Reddick and Burns on the edge. Then you got Fox, Brown, Jones running up the middle. You got Shaq in the middle, and then give me Gilmore, Henderson, Brown, Bouye, Eric. Excuse me, Jackson, Bouye, and Horn all in coverage. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that defensive scheme.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's about the only plan you got. I mean, we we got ten corners and no safeties. <laughs> that and that has been my like. I understand we, we we like. I think they tried to overcorrect
0: a little bit. Like, Fitters like they're all they all want quarterbacks. Everyone wants a quarterback. We got to get all the cornerbacks. Like hold on. You're okay. You're good. A safety would be nice. Like I'm, a, I don't need Chandler and Joey from friends back there as my cornerbacks. Give me someone, give me, give me somebody else. But I mean, like I said, Fitter has been doing, you know, for what we had in terms of how we reached out for things, Fitter has been far away, a complete breath of fresh air. Um, And then looking ahead though, I, Y'all, I don't know what to make of this Vikings team. Uh, you, you lose by three to the Bengals. You not, We're around. not
1: winning that game. Let's go. I, ahead. We go ahead, can. But that. they we're lost, I mean,
0: they, were, they lost. They beat the Lions by two and lost the Browns by a touchdown.
1: With how they score, with how they operate offensively, they will have enough. And how we look, how we look offensively, they have enough. <laughs> I, I look, but I'm not. I'm not taking that as a win, man. I'm saying right now. I, I mean, we try. We, I, mean, we, I mean, look at last year. Look how, they how, what you played defensively last year, you couldn't, you can not buy, you can not buy a touchdown. This, are, this, this, this particular offense we got right now, man, it's, it, it's gonna get worse before it gets better, man. Before we get, I mean, until, unless Christian's playing next week, all of a sudden, yeah. which,
0: why, why in God's name would you do that? I, I don't keep him off. Of you. I mean, like I said, I, I really don't know if, obviously, you can never, you know, truly quantify what Christian can bring. In terms of some of his X Factor plays, some of his things that you would just not expect. But uh, from I'm looking back at these games, and I'm going, okay, I take I, I, the, it's the same offensive line, and I'm switching Chuba and McCaffrey, and he's breaking maybe one more tackle and gaining a, a few more yards. I really, I really don't know, at his particular state of health right now, if he's going to make that big of a difference.
1: Not with a hamstring, with a no. hamstring injury, bro. It's, he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's essentially done until he's a hundred percent. Because I mean, any, I mean, it can't be ninety percent. It can't be eighty five. It's got, it's, it's got to be as close to hundred as you could possibly get it before you let him back out there on the field. Because so, because if he pulls it again, he's done for the year. And
0: then that's two years in a row he's missed. And then you're entering the conversation of you know Elliot and Barkley where. Which also does anyone know if he's okay? Because that hit he took to the foot looked gross. Uh, yeah. uh,
3: yeah, they, they just they just done. did they just did X rays. Um, they're waiting for the X ray results.
0: So you're entering the Barkley and the Elliott conversations of, you know, are these just one and dones?
2: Yeah, uh, but
3: but they, but and Tyler can talk about it too. You know, the interesting part is, I mean, I liked. I mean, Dallin Cook didn't play today. You know, it's like Joe Mix. It's like all these running backs are getting like dinged up or hurt or or something. It's weird. I mean, it, I I don't know that like you know, uh, you know, if Dalvin Cook plays next week, is that a different ball game for the Panthers if Cook is out and CMC's out? Um, I, I agree with Chantez. I don't listen. I, I felt good about the Panthers going forward. Going okay, we might get to nine wins. We might get to ten. Now I'm looking at the schedule. And I'm starting to try to find – I'm trying to find wins. And I hate to say it, but I'm trying to start – like Atlanta, I, I don't – I mean, I'm, I'm I'm starting to go, can we, you know, can we win, can we win? And listen. Patriots. I'm going to make – uh, hey, the Patriots with that defense, Um, I you know, but Mac, yeah. Mac, I mean, whatever, Mac is like 5, 10 yards. But I'll leave it at this and let Tyler go at it, you know. I'm, I'm starting to question CMC a little bit and where he will fall in in terms of um, – I, I don't know. There's just something about it right now that – and whether the whole medical staff of the Panthers just seems to screw everybody up. But I am concerned about CMC and his future. Um, and I will leave it at this, and this could be a parting shot too. Uh, Tyler can talk about this. Listen, Scott Fitterer – hey, listen. Could we see – could we see Russell Wilson here next year? I'm just saying <laughs> – would it help? I don't like. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. The gist right. is that there have been some reports that if this finger is bad as it is or whatever, like he may not play the rest of the year.
0: I say we trade for the finger. We get the disembodied finger, and then you grow a clone of Russell Wilson, like a starfish does, and it's Russell Wilson, and then he leads our <laughs> offense because at this point, like, I,
3: <laughs> I'm just, saying, I, I'm just saying, you you get Russell Wilson for two good years, three good years.
0: If he gets me a Super Bowl, I'll take it. I'll- anyway, go
2: ahead, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, going forward, we need to reestablish ourselves. Like we we came yeah. away with three three wins against teams that people would say are you know subpar you know bottom of the league teams, and you know, zero to two these past two weeks against you know Dallas, who you know looks great and is great on offense, and then you know losing to Philadelphia is a tough one, so. We got to really, um, you know, reestablish ourselves this week and sit, find out who we really are, because um, if we just keep losing, the narrative is going to be that we, you know, beat three bad teams to start off the year and weren't even good. So um, it's now or never to prove it, that we're a real team or not, and uh, see if we can, you know, go for a wild card or see if we're going to be picking in the top ten again.
0: And the worst part is that we just had to lose to the most two insufferable fan bases back to back. I just. Didn't need it to come these two weeks. It could have been Dolphins and Patriots. That would have been fine. I would have been much more okay with that. But no, I think you're, it's like, a, there's like, a, there's not a window, but there's kind of a window. It's just, we keep talking about it, just progress. I just want to continue to see progress made in as any facet you can, because that's the only thing that's going to keep my hopes up is that we're showing that we can actually do the things that we need to do to become a better football team this week. Didn't do that. So, short memory, focus on the Vikings. Try to figure out how Jeremy Chinson can score three consecutive touchdowns this year. <laughs> That'll give the progress. <clears throat> and uh, and rain or shine, win or lose or draw, we will be here bringing you our just, I mean, it's probably going to be the same things we said this week, but hey, that's, I could just start editing. I could just start re-rolling these podcasts. Be like, hey, I'm going to just clip yep. in and every time he goes, yeah, guys, we lost to the eagles today and then i could just fill in every time but hopefully we'll have something different to talk about and something more positive to talk about next week and until then keep founding